0: Hello, and welcome to Fresh Off the Vine, the podcast about money, sometimes about wine, and always about getting better with time. I'm Karen Coyne, Certified Financial Planner Professional, and your host. My goal with Fresh Off the Vine is to bring content to help you make your life better. As a CFP, sometimes the topic is tied directly to your financial life. Sometimes it's more indirect. Financial issues have a way of weaving and vining into the many aspects of our lives, and Fresh Off the Vine is here to uncover and open up these issues. There are many conversations I'd love to have with clients, colleagues, and friends, but we don't always have enough time during a meeting or a lunch or a happy hour to cover them all. The podcast was created as a way to have these conversations in between meetings and also to share expertise that is relevant to you and your life. Thanks for listening and cheers to living your best life. Passed in December 2019, the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement, or Secure Act of 2019, aims to help individuals save more for a secure retirement. It's the first major retirement income overhaul in over a decade. The Act also broadens access to employer retirement plans. Provisions are already effective and have already caused some confusion. So, to help us dig into these new tax and retirement rules, we are joined today by Mr. Bill Fritz of Smith Elliott Kearns and Company here in Hagerstown, and actually just up the street. Um, Bill probably could have walked or um, taken your bike if you wanted to I today. Have. It was a nice day. Yeah,
1: <laughs> probably could have
0: done that. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. And I should mention that Bill leads the accounting services and tax department there at S.E.K., where he provides accounting and services to individuals and business owners, and also provides valuation services for estates and buy-sell agreements. So all these items are right up your alley because we're talking about individuals and business owners.
1: Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Happy to be here. Thank
0: you. Great. Well, thank you. You know, we were just talking about the fact that if you or I were to read every potential bill that was being tossed around, we would never get any work done because we would just be reading about all the potential bills that might be passed. That's right?
1: that's true. There, there are tons of bills that go into Congress every year with very few of them getting any traction and actually passing. So you almost have to kind of weed through everything and determine what has the chances to pass so you can stay focused on those items rather than getting down into the weeds of what's not going to pass.
0: Right. And we've been hearing about some of these provisions that were that we'll talk about here in a minute for years, uh, namely the elimination of the stretch. And so here we are. So what I wanted to make sure we covered today is maybe some highlights for both individuals and business owners in terms of, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then, you know, if you are affected or if you're not sure, what should you do next? So with that, I will say that the (laughs) the confusion that I mentioned We know that one of the items from the act is that there is a delayed RMD beginning date, right? We used to have this beginning date of 70 and a half. Correct. And now that's been changed to 72. And I don't know if you know, but some institutions, right, financial institutions already sent letters to their account owners saying, hey, you're 70 and a half this year. And so you have to take out your RMD.
1: Right. So as you mentioned, the previous rules were if you turn 70 and a half during a year, Uh, you had to take a required minimum distribution from your IRA. And that got changed to 72, and that's for effective beginning of 2020. So if you turn 70 and a half in 2020, you've now basically got relieved of having to take an RMD and do not have to take it until age 72. So those uh, IRA holders out there that were planning on taking this RMD And not necessarily really needing it, should revisit that with their investment advisor to to see if it still makes sense to take Mm -hmm. a distribution or not.
0: If they don't really need it. If they
1: don't really need it.
0: Mm -hmm. And if you did get one of those letters from your institution saying that you have to take an RMD, but from what we just said, you're thinking you don't have to take an RMD. It's possible that that letter was generated before the institution was able to make the corrections because this bill was just passed, finalized in December of 2019 and became effective pretty much immediately. Right. So with that compressed timeline, it, there's already been some miscommunications.
1: Yeah. And to add to the confusion, there was what was called a qualified charitable distributions that was tied to RMDs. And now they've pretty much decoupled it from a required minimum distribution, but they've left it at the age 70 and a half. So now you can still take at 70 and a half, you could take a distribution from a an IRA and give it directly towards a to a charitable organization and not have to pick up that income now you don't get to take the deduction but you don't have to pick up the income as well
0: right we have a lot of clients that take advantage of the QCD the Char- qualified charitable distribution and I love that it helps them keep that income off their books the right. income that otherwise would have hit their books right that right now-
1: and that's that's very useful for people that are philanthropic and they look at the RMD as a necessary evil where they're not really needing the money. So it's an opportunity for them to give it directly to a charity. And with the increased standard deduction passed in the 2017 tax bill, there's a lot of older couples because they've got their mortgages paid off and things like that, that just take the standard deduction. So it's an, a chance for them to actually get some benefit from their charitable deductions as well by going right. through a QCD.
0: Yes. Because uh, it's highly unlikely they would be able to deduct. Well, I shouldn't say highly unlikely, but more, if they weren't more. making a really significant size gift, right, right. they're probably not able to deduct it because they have that very generous standard deduction. Right. So some good news from the SECURE Act is we've already mentioned that the delayed RMD date, the RMD required minimum distribution date, has been moved up from 70.5 to 72. And the QCD provision has remained at 70.5. What are some other highlights? Yeah, one,
1: one of the other things, up until now, you were unable to contribute to an IRA once you reached the age of 70 and a half, even if you were still working. And they've basically repealed that provision that if you're over, it doesn't matter what age you are, if you're working and not part of another qualified plan, that you can contribute to an IRA, even if you're 75 years old. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to get into the whether it makes sense from a tax standpoint and from an investment standpoint to do that. Because remember, at 72, you got to start taking a distribution from it. So it's money in, money out. doesn't make sense to do that.
0: Right. So maybe in certain circumstances. Certain circumstances, it may. Case by case.
1: And another provision, as we were talking about earlier, is, or not a provision, but another opportunity is rather doing a deductible contribution, do a Roth IRA contribution instead. Right. Might make more sense.
0: Yes. Do you see a lot of your clients that are over 70 and a half that are still working, earning income?
1: They're becoming fewer and fewer. Uh-huh. <laughs> it used to be that wasn't it was pretty much pretty common, but it, I see fewer and fewer. It seems like people are retiring
0: earlier these days. Same, yes. I don't. We really don't have too many clients that are up that alley. Well, where they yeah, what
1: you'll find in a lot of cases is it may a first generation business owner that the second generation's taken over, and the first generation business owner is still involved a little bit in the business. Yep, not on a full time basis. But on a part time basis, and they're still getting a little bit of income. Yes. That's not
0: uncommon. But a lot of times, then you run into the, I don't want to say catch 22, but for those older, the business owners that are the senior, you know, that are passing it down to maybe junior, if they're still contributing to a retirement plan. Right.
1: Then the IRAs are an option.
0: The IRAs off the table. And then if they're still pulling down a pretty good income, then the Roth isn't an option either. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So, like I said, Yeah, as we both say, see your tax advisor, see your investment advisor, and and work together to come up with a plan. Mm
0: -hmm. Because some of these may apply to you, some may not, some may, but only in certain circumstances. Um, There's a lot of ifs,
1: ands, and and, 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 buts. A
0: lot of ifs, ands, and and, and buts, yes. There is some good news, though, speaking of uh, small businesses, there's some good news in the SECURE Act for small business owners. Yeah, there
1: there are a couple credits uh, that have been expanded a little bit for... Small employers that want to set up a new plan, if you have under 100, they define small employers as having under 100 employees, and you get a credit for a portion of your costs in order to set up these plans. And that can be taken, that credit can actually be used for a period of three years. So those are some opportunities there. So again, if you're thinking about setting something up, look into more with that with your investment advisor or your third party administrator of your retirement plan. And they can help you, or your tax professional, and they can help you understand what credits are available to you for setting something
0: like this up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're talking credits here, not deductions, that but. A true credit. Credit, right. yep. which is yep. far more Good. valuable than a deduction. Exactly, exactly. So. Yeah, when you see credit, you can just like triple the benefit <laughs> pretty much that right, you would normally right. get from like a deduction, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, I think there is also a little provision for auto enrollment as well, which also could generate a credit.
1: That is right. There is also a credit available for the auto enrollment. And that is very similar. It's a portion of your startup costs and can be up to a credit of uh, $500. It's not substantial, but it is something.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. And again, credits are impactful. You will definitely feel the benefit or see the benefit of a credit on your return. The,
1: the other thing too, and talking about small employers and their plans, and we're not going to dive into the weeds too much, but there are some provisions that are allowing part-time employees to participate in their retirement plans. They've lowered the number of threshold of hours so that part-time people can start deferring into 401ks and things like that as well.
0: Right. So. Yes. So, I mean, the general idea with this act was to help people save more money. Correct. Right. So they're trying to do that through both sides. Right. By helping right. the employer make it easier and less expensive for the employer to set up the plan and then also making, lowering the barriers to entry. Right. For and so
1: encouraging it, people to take hold of their own retirement and their own plans and put some money away.
0: Yes. Now, there are some other items that are kind of not so directly tied to retirement, like we were just talking about the kiddie tax.
1: Right. Back as part of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, they changed the rules related to taxing children that have unearned income. And that was made it tied more to the trust tax calculations, which those rates are much higher than individual tax rates. And uh, Part of the secure act was to repeal that provision and allow children it's referred time, a lot of times to this kitty tax mm-hmm. but allow them to be taxed at their parents rate on their unearned income the other part of that is, is and that the tax cuts and jobs act was in place for 2018 it also appealed it for 2018 so if you file a return for 2018 for a child and had to pay using the trust rates you do have the ability to go back and amend that return and file it using the parents rates and possibly getting a refund
0: that's good to know cuz that could be, it could, be
1: substantial it could be substantial yeah if the child has a lot of unearned income
0: right now and that being said that's why back in 2017 the tax cuts and jobs act made that taxation more punitive right it was to try and close loopholes for right, people who right. were maybe abusing right and putting assets into children's Children. accounts to take advantage of lower lower tax rates. Tax rates. Right. Yep. So then they were getting hit with the highest tax rates. And so now it's reverted back to, well, That's, the parents, it, it right? Kind the kind of so,
1: Yeah, so it, it, it could be. I mean, the parents are very well off, and it may not save them significantly, but if you had, you know, we had, we had a circumstance where we had a young lady that was in college that had earned income, and she had to sell some securities and had substantial capital gains. Our parents weren't wealthy. I mean, they were doing okay, but they weren't you know, making lots of money. We had to tax that capital gains at trust rates was a significantly higher than what it would be for. So they unfortunately got a surprise tax bill last year. Uh, we're now able to go back and amend that return and, and get them probably a few thousand dollars back. That's from great. From an amended return yeah. so. And that's just federal state. This doesn't come into play with state taxes, but just a federal amended return.
0: Yep, so. that's a good point. But hey, yeah, that's good news if you had significant capital gains that you took in the past couple of years, um, know that you can amend that. That's a really good piece of information. Uh, Let's see. Anything else you want to hit on terms of the good news before we get to the major bad news? Um, No, those are probably,
1: oh, well, there is one other item. And this is for people that are interested in adopting. You can take up the $5,000 penalty free withdrawal from your retirement plan for adoption expenses. Oh, Yes. And this is for anything after 2019. So this is effective for 2020. There is a $5,000 limit, but you're able to take money out of your retirement account. Now it's going to be taxable to you, but then you can probably qualify for an adoption credit. So Mm -hmm. it it, it, it helps offset some of that, but know that you won't get dinged with a 10% penalty for early withdrawal.
0: True. Yeah, well, and speaking of children, then and kitty tax and adoption, there was also the increase in qualified expenses for 529 plans that we could mention, which was that distributions for apprenticeship programs and qualified education loan repayments are now allowed up to $10,000. $10,000, right. Yep,
1: so. And the loan payments is, is the trade schools and the loan payments is the new part of
0: that. So that's a nice little. And
1: it, yes, for those that are out there with significant student loans it's an opportunity for them yes there so help take the pressure help off take the pressure off of that right mm-hmm. and remember a 529 plans too is they are transferable between relatives yes so if you have one child that was great and did got lots of scholarships and one that's struggled a little bit but hasn't been able to get the financial aid that one did you can transfer between the two for the 529 yes plans. they are we- transferable
0: We have uh, seen a number of clients do that for a number of different circumstances, or, you know, if they just happen to have more time and money on their side with the first one and they oversaved, or their investments did well or a combination of, you know, all these factors and they had some overage and they were able to redirect it to another family member. So, yes, that's another really great point. Also, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, I don't know if we specifically mentioned this when we were talking earlier about the changes with the, QCDs with the qualified charitable distributions and the also being able to now make contributions to IRAs is you're not allowed to double dip. So in other right. words, right, there's some anti-abuse provisions so that you can't make a contribution. So let's say you're 70 and a half and you make a contribution that's deductible to your traditional IRA, you can't do that and get the full benefit of your qualified charitable distribution. Correct.
1: Yeah. You, you can't double dip. So any QCDs are reduced by any type of IRA deduction that you're taking for that.
0: So if you're thinking you can have your cake and eat it too. You can't. You can't. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yes. But there might be some workarounds. One, which would be contribute, consider contributing to the Roth IRA. Correct. Instead, Correct. now, of course, you don't get the upfront deduction.
1: But you could basically tax-free earnings. Right. Um, until you take a distribution.
0: And then on the flip side, you won't be forced to take an increased an distribution Correct. to your standalone road. So
1: There are income limitations, so you have to be careful of that related to when you can make a Roth contribution and things
0: like that. Yes, so. yes. Always so
1: be cognizant of that and talk to your investment advisor or your tax advisor.
0: Very, very true. Okay, so now for the bad news. Oh, geez. So we have been hearing about the elimination of the stretch for years. And like we were talking about at the very beginning, you know, it's kind of like, eh, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it because right. they've been, this is not new. They've been talking about this for a while. Well, they did it. <laughs> and so now they have eliminated the stretch. And what are we talking about when we say elimination? Of
1: yeah, the stretch? Well, basically the stretch is when you inherit a, uh, an IRA or a retirement account,
0: As a non-spouse. As
1: a non-spouse. You could take the distributions over your life expectancy. Well, now they've basically said, it's beginning in 2020, that you have to take it over a 10-year period of time. Anybody that was prior to, and I've had this question too, anybody that had started this, the um, distributions prior to 2019, It has no impact on that. You're able to continue to do what you've been doing in the past. This is only for new inheritance beginning after January 1 of 2020. Mm -hmm. Okay. There are some exceptions, as you mentioned, Uh, the spouse is one exception. This doesn't apply to a spouse that is inheriting the IRA. There's also some exceptions related to children under age of majority and some chronically ill individuals and things like that. Again, if you have this particular situation before you jump in and say, okay, I got to do this, make sure you know all the facts and talk to your investment advisor or your tax advisor and to make sure there's not an exception that might apply to you. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, we have clients and I'm sure you do too, that have a significant part of their net worth in qualified retirement plans, right. whether it's 401ks, traditional IRAs, they have a good bit of assets tied up there. And so now Now, if they know that their beneficiary or beneficiaries are going to have to take that money within a 10-year period... That
1: could be substantial.
0: Could be substantial. Right, right. Yeah. And then to further make it complicated is if they had done some estate planning that incorporated trusts, certain types of trusts are written to limit the amount that comes out to limit to the required distribution. Right. And now there's technically no required distribution until you're 10, which means that the trust could be not able to distribute any money and then distribute a boatload of money
1: yeah so you could get hit all one year rather than spreading it out over a period of time so
0: yes and then as you know and people you know the may not really be able to and we don't know what the tax tables will look like in 10 years from now but I would imagine they there will be at least what they are now if not more than likely higher higher right so well, a
1: lot of the act in 2017 a lot of those provisions expire at the end of 2025 mm-hmm. so and it reverts back to what was prior to 2018 tax rules so so stay tuned
0: stay tuned
1: <laughs> and speaking of stay tuned you know there's additional guidance what happens with these bills is Congress passes bills and then it flips over to the IRS to write the regulations and get, provide guidance on the various items so you know, with this just coming out at the end of December, actually December 20th, 2020, is when the, the president signed the bill. You know, it's only been two months, and so we're waiting for any additional provisions because what sometimes gets written isn't what was intended, and so you have some technical corrections that tend to come out sometimes. So, Right. I think we're pretty solid ground on some of the things that we've talked about today, but there may be some nuances that come out related to those items.
0: Yes. So we're expecting further guidance, and certainly we will... talking to clients about their individual situations and in some situations we're going to really need that further guidance right so what would you recommend next to someone who's going oh my gosh i think some of this might affect me
1: well i mean the biggest thing is probably for that group that was thinking that they were going to have to do with an rmd in 2020 because they were going to turn 70 and a half revisit that you don't have to but i mean if you've already done some planning and you need to do it from a cash standpoint it may still make sense to do it. Consult your tax advisor, consult your investment advisor, and have a discussion. Work as a team to come up with what makes sense for you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. I think uh, a particular example where it's really important to work as a team, we were talking just a few minutes ago about someone who might be considering a QCD and a deductible contribution to their IRA. So let's say, for example, Mr. Client is talking to you, the CPA, and you're saying, oh man, you know, you can... Now that the tax laws have changed, you can actually take a deduction for this traditional IRA contribution. But meanwhile, he's been talking to his investment advisor who's a financial planner who's saying, hey, you know what? The QCD provision didn't go away, so you can still do a QCD. Right, Right. (laughs)
1: so just make sure everybody's
0: talking and on the same page. Yes, make sure everyone is on the same page, otherwise you could end up inadvertently reducing the value of some of those strategies. Correct. I think there's also some, estate planning that could come into play, so you definitely want to talk to your advisors and the tax team about if some of these provisions, in terms of who you've named as your beneficiaries, especially if you have trusts named as beneficiaries that you might need to further review, re-examine and consult.
1: Just remember any kind of estate planning is not cast in stone. You need to revisit it on a periodic basis, especially when there's tax law changes.
0: Yes. And this is a perfect example. You know, we tell clients that it's important to review every, you know, let's say five years as a kind of baseline. And this is exactly an example of why it's so critical right. to do that. Exactly. So it's not a one and done yep. by any means. So, well, that's very helpful, I think, in terms of kind of opening up some of these items from the SECURE Act. Mostly good news,
1: a little bit of bad.
0: A little bit of bad. More, more, I mean,
1: more good than bad.
0: Yeah, and the bad is really a double-edged sword because we're talking about if someone stands to inherit a lot of money, right. <laughs> they're really the ones that are going to have the biggest right, problem. Right. So, you know, we're saying bad news. I guess that's with the... Uh, really with a silver lining. Sure. So, and, you know, Bill, thank you for coming here. It's tax season. You're in peak tax season yes, right now. My pleasure. Anytime. Appreciate you swinging by and cheers to you. Hanging there for the rest of tax season.
1: Thank you. Enjoy the Karen.
0: Opinions expressed are those of Karen Coyne and not those of Raymond James Financial Services or Raymond James. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Incorporated, member FINRA Sipik. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors Incorporated. Karen Coyne Strategic Wealth Advisor is located at 12920 Connemar Drive, Suite 202 Hagerstown, Maryland, 21742. Phone 301-739-7002. Raymond James is not affiliated with Smith Elliott Kearns and Company. Any opinions expressed are those of William Fritz and not necessarily those of Raymond James. This podcast is meant to be informational only. For tax advice, please contact your CPA or tax advisor.